You're listening to There She Grows, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow the life and business of your dreams with me, your host, Jessica Bledsoe. If you're ready to expand your mindset, scale your business, and finally create a life you love, you're in the right place. Now, let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of There She Grows. As always, I am so excited to be here with you today and cannot wait to share this episode with you. But before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you that I am currently um, going through a 20 day and 20, 20K in 20 days manifestation challenge. If you are not familiar with that, I've got a bonus episode that released this week. I would love for you to check it out and follow me on my journey to manifesting at $20,000 in the next, um, I think, 17 days now is where we are at. And uh, follow that over on Instagram. I'm posting daily updates, uh, walking you through my process, giving you updates on how much money has actually manifested, and I would love for you to follow along. So um, you can follow me on Instagram if you're not already, and again, that's at Jess Bledsoe. All right, so let's get into today's episode. There was a time really not that long ago that I truly felt like a fraud in my business. I felt like you know, nobody was going to take me seriously that, you know, at any point, some people were going to find out that I had no idea what I was talking about. Um, and I would walk into a room and I would just feel so insecure. Um, sometimes it was because I was young. Sometimes it's because I was a woman. And sometimes it was just because like there was literally no reason. I just felt super insecure. And I knew that rationally, these feelings weren't validated. Like I knew when I really stopped to think about it, that there was no rational reason for me to feel this way, but it didn't mean that I wasn't still having those feelings. And I was really ashamed of them. Like I was afraid to even talk to anybody about it because again, I was afraid that I was just going to reveal myself as some sort of fraud. And so I I never even really brought it up. It was just something that I internalized and tried to work through and I, I didn't have a name for it. Um, but then I, um, I'm not even sure where, but I heard this phrase imposter syndrome and I I didn't even need to know anything else. Just hearing that word, that phrase imposter syndrome, I was like, oh my God, yes. I self-diagnosed myself like right then and there, because that was exactly what I felt like. I felt like I was an imposter, but I also felt like, again, it was something that I knew wasn't true. I just couldn't stop feeling that way. And so I actually did a little bit of research and learned that like imposter syndrome is actually a thing. And um, I came across this really great article in psychology today that kind of defines imposter syndrome and um, also kind of how to to work through that. So I will actually link that um, that article in the show notes. But for those of you who might not be super familiar, I just want to go ahead and read that kind of definition to you. So imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalize their their accomplishments. The imposter syndrome is a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Not an actual disorder, the term was coined by clinical psychologists Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes in 1978 when they found that despite having adequate external evidence of accomplishments, people with imposter syndrome remain convinced that they don't deserve the success that they have. And so really it just boils down to, um, you know, it's the inability for us to accept or admit that we are successful and we have achieved 
and accomplished things in our life and that we are allowed to take ownership of those things and celebrate those successes for what they are, which is successes. And so this really just kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, like this is a thing. I'm not alone. And it really actually felt like after I heard it that one time, like it started showing up for me in a lot of different places. I was seeing other women talk about it. I was seeing um, other articles about it and it really didn't become, it wasn't as scary to me anymore because I realized that I wasn't the only one that was experiencing it. So with all of that being said, I wish I could tell you that I was completely cured of imposter syndrome, but, um, you know, I've actually started to feel it resurfacing a lot. Um, as you know, or hopefully know, I have a, um, an app that I've developed and I have a new startup that I'm launching with that. And, um, it's really putting me into a lot of new and uncomfortable positions where I'm starting to have to ask people for money because we're fundraising, we're trying to raise a quarter or three quarters of a million dollars. Um, you know, that's a really large amount. It's making me feel like, um, you know, I'm in a new business where I don't know as much as the business that I've been growing for the last eight years. Um, so it's putting me in some really uncomfortable positions where a lot of these same imposter syndrome feelings are starting to resurface for me. So I've had to, you know, kind of revisit this myself. And I felt like this would be a great podcast episode for today because I know that there are many of you out there who are also experiencing imposter syndrome. And my goal with this podcast and with anything that I do is, has always been to, um, you know, share the resources and the information that I have found in hopes that it will help you as well. So I'm going to be sharing six tips for overcoming imposter syndrome. And some of these are things, most of them are things that I do. And then there's a few that are relatively new to me as well. And so I'm, I'm just starting to implement them in my life. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to just kind of share that with you and you know, know that we can we can get through this together. So one thing that I think it's worth mentioning is that imposter imposter syndrome affects women more predominantly than men. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase "have the confidence of a middle aged white man," but somebody said that to me once, and it really kind of resonated. And so sometimes when I'm actually going into these meetings about my startup, like. I'll repeat that to myself, like walk into this meeting like you have the confidence of a middle aged white man. And um, I think it's not, you know, not funny, but obviously it's worth pointing out that it does affect women more than it affects men. But the good news is that those who experience imposter syndrome are actually often high achievers in their fields or their peer groups. So we are experiencing these things because we are used to being high achievers. And sometimes that mean that means that we're striving for perfectionism. And, um, you know, if you're anything like me, something that I do that I'm, I'm really trying to get better at is I'll cross a goal off my list. Like I'll achieve a goal that I've been working towards. And then I just immediately move on to the next thing. I don't really actually take the time to celebrate that or reflect on it or, um, you know, shout it from the rooftops like I probably should. It's just like, okay, achieve, check, let's move on to the next thing. So that's something that I've been trying to be better about in my own life is just taking the time to appreciate my successes and recognize them for what they are and not minimize them. Um, but that's easier said than done, right? Like it's, it's actually really hard to do that when you are someone who has been so used to not um, celebrating your success because you may feel like an imposter in doing so. So the first tip that I have for you is to share the shame. So as I said, I really kept that in. I didn't really share that with anyone for a long time, but 
it actually just kind of came up in casual conversation with um, a client slash friend. One evening we had met for, um, we had met at like a, a, a restaurant to have a meeting at like four o'clock and we were there until 9 p.m. Like we just talked about so many different things. We shared a couple of drinks and it just came up and, you know, uh, we were sharing with each other these feelings that we had and how they were very similar. And, you know, this was really someone that I looked up to. Um, so just to hear her saying that she was experiencing the same feelings as I was, was really kind of validating for me and made me realize that um, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. And so just sharing that. And it, it was almost like once I shared it one time, the floodgates opened. And um, anytime somebody was willing to listen to me, I was talking about these feelings and literally like a hundred percent of the time, the, the women that I was sharing with us with, they were sharing with me that they were also experiencing those things or they had experienced those things. And so that just kind of normalized it, right? So just sharing in that, sharing your shame with someone else um, helps normalize it and helps, you know, you work through those feelings by sharing, creating your community and really finding women that you can confide in and who can confide in you. Tip number two is to celebrate others' success. So sometimes it can be difficult because you are looking at other people who are having the success that you want in your own life. That was, again, that was something that I personally did. I would look at all these other businesses who were doing something similar to what I was doing. And it, from the outside, it really looked like they were so successful. And I just didn't understand like what I was doing wrong. And so I would actually become pretty like resentful or jealous of them. And that is not doing any of us any favors. So instead, what I've learned is to, to shift that and to really celebrate other success, because what it should be doing is it should be validating for you that it can be done. So if you see someone who is doing what you want to do successfully, then that really should just be validation to you that it can be done. And you should be so excited to see that in action, because that just means that like you are going to be able to do that as well. Like that success does exist. And so if you celebrate in their success, that is a way to raise your vibe, support them, and then also move yourself forward because you're not wasting your precious energy on feeling um, negative thoughts or feelings towards them. And so honestly, like that one mindset shift for me helped so much. And I wasn't even intentionally being a negative person. I just couldn't help it. Like I was working so hard and just felt so, um, you know, unsuccessful at this point in my life that it was like to see someone else be successful. Like I really was just upset with them because of that. And that's not how I want to live my life. And so just shifting that, like now I'm able to celebrate all the time because I have so many people around me that are successful and I love celebrating in their success and they love celebrating in my success as well. So tip number three is actually something that was just recently introduced to me. Um, last month I took place in a uh, an online business summit, and I was part of a panel, and one of the women on the panel mentioned starting a hype file for yourself. So this is essentially like a file where you can save like um, emails that people have sent you where they're telling you like how wonderful you are. It could be maybe articles that you've had written about you. It could just be even notes to yourself where if you're feeling like really good about yourself one day and you just want to like write a little note to yourself that's like, hey, 
you're awesome. And if you're reading this and you're feeling down, like I want you to know that you're incredible. And I'm telling you that because this is what's happened today. So creating a hot file that you can refer back to. I love that idea. I've started putting my own together and I think it's such a good idea to, you know, have a resource to where if you're feeling, um, if you're feeling those kind of inadequate feelings, you can refer back to it and be like, you know what? Like, Look at all these amazing things that I've done. Clearly, this is just a feeling that is going to be fleeting. And in the meantime, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to reflect on all of the wonderful things that people have said about me or that I've said about myself. Uh, tip number four is to track your progress. So if we track our progress, then like we have definitive proof that we have actually achieved something, right? And so something that I started doing uh, just this year is I now do my quarterly planning or I do my business planning in quarters. So every quarter we have quarterly planning. And some of you may have seen, I actually just posted a story about it on my Instagram and I've done a post on it as well. But essentially what I do is I take three really big, like, you know, those huge like post-it notes and I put them on my wall. So I'll do, you know, one for each month of the quarter. And then we break down like um, what our goals are and put those on like the month we hope to have them accomplished. And then based on those goals, we'll create like the action items to achieve those goals. And they go um, kind of in order of what it would take to achieve them. And so once, once I complete a task, I actually take that post-it note and I'll move it to another sheet of paper that's just completed. So then at the end of the quarter, I have this huge sheet of paper that's just completely full of post-it notes where I've like completed all of these tasks that are moving me closer to my goal. And so being able to look at that and see all of the things I got done in just 90 days has been like incredible. And even on those days where I don't get a lot done, where maybe I'm not as productive as I wish I was, I can still, I can walk in and I can look at that and I can be like, okay, Jessica, like you've gotten so much done already. It's okay if you need to take a day off because look at what you've already accomplished. So that has been something that has really helped me is just tracking my progress because when you can see it, you can't really dispute it. Tip number five is to journal through your feelings. I've talked a lot about journaling. I love journaling and that's something that has helped me immensely is to journal through the feelings. So when I start feeling those feelings of inadequacy, um, I'll kind of journal through them. I'm like, why are you feeling this way? How can you disprove those feelings? You know, what is this? Um, what is this accomplishing? Nothing, right? And I can kind of disprove all those thoughts that I'm having. And it it just takes like five minutes at this point. Like it doesn't mean that I'll never have those feelings again, but knowing how to work through them when you start to experience them has been a, a total game changer. So just take a moment to journal through your feelings. There's been many times where I'll literally just sit in my car before I walk into a meeting because I'm, I, you know, I get super nervous or I'm afraid I'm going to screw up or I don't feel as prepared as I would like, whatever that might be. I'll just sit there and I'll journal through like, why are you feeling this way? What can you do to make yourself feel better? How can you just prove that this isn't the case? And, um, you know, 10 out of 10 times when I walk into that meeting, I'm feeling a lot better because I actually took the time to do that. And then finally, tip number six is to create affirmations. So again, affirmations are something that I've talked about before. Um, and that's just creating something where every day you can be repeating to yourself how amazing and wonderful that you are. And eventually you really do be begin to believe it. So create affirmations around your success. Um, a few that I use are people value me and love paying me. And also, I am well-liked, respected, and loved. So just by kind of repeating those every day, 
I can come to believe that, you know, people value me and love paying me. If they didn't value me, they wouldn't work with me. And clearly they do because they are and they are paying me to do that. And then also I'm well liked, respected and loved. So meaning that even if I go in and I totally bomb it, you know what? That's okay. I am liked, respected and loved. And the opinion of one person really doesn't matter. So don't be afraid to fail. So just to give you a quick recap, recap, the six tips again are to one, share the shame, two, celebrate other success, three, start a hype file, four, track your progress, five, journal through your feelings, and six, create affirmations. So I've said before, sometimes I feel like these podcasts, I do them for myself because again, I have been, I have been really feeling some of those imposter syndromes, feeling, feelings come back up as I start to gear up again for fundraising. And um, I knew if I was feeling it, then I know there's other people out there feeling it too. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you are um, dealing with imposter syndrome yourself, please don't hesitate to reach out. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because I know it's something that we can overcome together. So as always, feel free to slide into those DMs at Just Bledsoe on Instagram, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to There She Grows. For show notes, resources I talked about in this episode, or links to our free downloads, visit www.thereshegrowspodcast.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.